Boom, people, welcome back to the show. So today we have a fun interview lined up with Sam Yaffa. So Sam is an incredible entrepreneur, started his fund actually in college in Southern California. He was, they were trying to go to investment banking, him and his buddies, and they found out JP Morgan, Goldman Sachs weren't recruiting at their schools. And so they said, well, what can we do? How can we get around? They said, well, we can start our own fund. And they reached out to alumni from the school, started to fund that fund still running today. And then since then they've launched white line capital. They run now and have done very well. I think this interview, you're going to learn a lot, especially if you're worried about, well, I don't have the credentials. I don't have the, uh, the 20 years experience. You're going to see how Sam and his partners leaned into their constraints. Something I've talked about before, have they used their youth to their advantage? It's actually very cool. The path and journey they've been on. Um, they're actively investing in companies right now and have done very well and uh, you're going to learn a lot of it. This is a part one of a two-part series. So part one's going to be today. On Friday, we're going to post part two, and you're going to learn a lot from Sam. Hope you guys enjoy. Peace. I've spent the last three years learning from some of the most ingenious fund managers around, and now I've decided to take the plunge and start my own fund. The real question is, how will I do it with no investors and without an Ivy League degree? This podcast is going to give you the answer. Join me and follow along as I share mine and other stories as we start and build multi-million dollar investment funds. I'm Bridger Pennington, and this is Investment Fund Secrets. All right, guys, welcome on to the show today. I'm Bridger Pennington. Today, we have a special guest with us, Sam Yaffa. Sam, welcome Hello. on today. How you doing? I'm doing all right. Thank you for having me on, Bridger. It's a beautiful day in LA. Yeah, not as beautiful in Salt Lake. So we're on Zoom right now. He, if you're on video too, Sam's got his pool in the backyard, just just hanging out, you know, <laughs> running his fun. So Sam, the reason I, you know, what struck me about you, you actually reached out to me on LinkedIn. We talked yeah. last week or this week sometime. And you were telling me about these incredible funds you had started at a young age. And I've, you know, I'm, I'm 24 turning five. And I think you're 24 turning 25 in the next month or so, right? Um, I'm actually 22 turning 23 next week. Oh, 22, 23. Okay. Yeah. I, I was off a little bit. Okay. So you're actually <laughs> younger than me. Yeah. So this world is, is pretty small, but especially small for young entrepreneurs that are running funds. And that's what I was like, we got to bring you on here. Cause there's a lot of people that are on here that are like, well, you know, I'm 50 or 60. I want to start a fund, but mm -hmm. guys like me and you have done it early on. So, um, tell us this story. You're, you're now on your second fund. You have tr the, you started the Triton funds and then white yeah. line capital, so walk us through the the beginning, right? Like, tell us the story of how you got into that. Yeah, for sure. So the first fund I started is called Trident Funds, and it basically started off as an idea with my co-founders. I attended Cal State University Northridge while I was in college, and my co-founders attended UC San Diego. And the problem, well, not really a problem, but the issue that we saw with our universities is that they were not target schools for high finance opportunities. Hmm. So in other words, JP Morgan and Goldman Sachs weren't recruiting out of our universities. And you wanted to go there? Did you want to do like investment banking or consulting or something? Well, at our universities, the only thing we know is finance students is wealth management because, you know, we're not, we weren't an elite like East Coast school or Ivy League school. Yeah. But we had affluential um, alumni from our universities. I mean, UC San Diego is pretty world renowned for um, Nobel Peace Prize winners and Cal State Northridge are some pretty big names who came out of there. Uh, the biggest name being David Nazarian, who runs a firm called Neems Capital. But uh, nevertheless, we wanted to uh, 
try to achieve that world of you know high finance. So what myself and my partners, Yosh and Nathan. So Yosh and Nathan, I actually grew up with here in the Los Angeles area, but they went ahead and went to UC San Diego for their undergrad studies. Yeah. Um, anyways, we were sitting one time in Yosh's dorm room down in San Diego. I went down to visit him and we came up with this idea. Look, let's, you know, let's try to make this happen for ourselves. We're never going to get in Goldman. We're never going to get in JP Morgan out of our schools. So let's reach out to the alumni from our universities. And that's where it started. We started reaching in out. In a to dorm alumni. room too. I love the dorm room <laughs> entrepreneur story. That's like the best. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's where every uh, entrepreneur story has to start. <laughs> so you just said, screw those big banks. I kind of said the same thing. Yeah. Screw those guys. I'm just, yeah. I don't, I don't even care about it. I'm going to do my own thing and beat all those other people. That's kind of what you guys said. I yeah. love it. And it wasn't even screw it, but it was more so we played the cards we were dealt with. You know mm. what I'm saying? Yeah. We, uh, because we went to the universities we did and we were business oriented type students, um, you know, we just had to make the opportunity happen for ourselves and use all the resources around us. I would definitely say I do miss being a student now because the resources are literally endless, even from simple things like library resources. Like I don't get those type of, um, you know, deep type of research anymore just as a, as a normal person. So for those of you listening still in school, take advantage of all your resources. I, and side note, just to cut you off, I, I totally, when I was starting my first one, played the student card a ton. You can get oh, yeah. so many mentors and everyone wants to help out the college kid. Like if you're like, hey, I'm a college kid, I, I wanna just learn about what you do and meet you and it's a high net worth person, you actually want them to be your investor. They are, I would say 10 times more likely if you say, hey, I'm a college student than just I'm an average Joe trying to reach out. And you can yeah. play that student card way hard to get into rooms sometimes and get into advice and use library systems and use mentors. And then when you leave school, it's like, no one cares about you. You're just like fell off the face of the planet. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. And like a, another good thing about being a student, for example, if you do want to start a business, doesn't just have to be a fun, but any business. Um, one of the tricks I used while I was in college to learn about other businesses and the financials, for example, I wanted to open up a smoke shop. So, I called around smoke shops and said, hey, I'm a senior at Cal State Northridge. Um, I want to know, or I'm working on my senior project. Um, can I get some like numbers to see, you know, to help me out with my senior project? I'm putting together this business plan. Yeah. And uh, the owners were, you know, perceptive to that. Whereas now I'm sure if I called, I was like, hey, I want to open a competing smoke shop. You know what I mean? I'm not sure they'd be so yeah. open to handing over all that info. Yeah. Sorry, I cut you off. So we're in the dorm room. You guys are like, let's do this. And what happens next? Okay. So what I did from my end and what they did from their end is we compiled a list of the top business school alumni from our university. For me, it was easy. Cal State Northridge had like a Fab 50 list that they had done a year ago. So it had everybody's biography and everything. So I went ahead and reached out to those people. I, at the time, I was also- Did you call them or text them or what'd you do? Uh, call an email for sure and, and played the student card and say, yeah. hey, look, you know, we don't, and I do have an email template where I was sending out, um, you know, and I, when I reached out, I said, you know, you're one of the far and few between people from CSUN who has made it to high finance. It's a very difficult barrier to entry for me as a student, um, but I have this idea to create a fund where we're investing in millennial type um, investments, right? So we could get in a, in a moment to, you know, why we chose that specifically. But um, of the 50 alumni, I believe it was only three or four at first who were only perceptive to it. 
And of the three or four, only one of them out of my university ended up being one of our investors. But for those other people, and what you're gonna learn later on about you know, running a fund is that you need to have credibility. What I did for those other people who weren't interested to you know, help us out, build this out, um, I brought them on as uh, academic mentors. So on the Trident Fund's website to this day, you could go to the About section and still see we have like 40 or 50 academic mentors, some from my university, some from UC San Diego, alumni, uh, local investors and things like that. So uh, I love yeah. that. That's so smart. Like if they say no, just say, will you be a mentor for us? Exactly. exactly. I've done that with multiple investors that have, have finally invested. Mm -hmm. They didn't want to at first. I thought oh, that's the best. I love that you're saying this, Sam. That's like beautiful. Cause like they can come on, they can see how you run things. They can see that it's actually a good opportunity. And they go, well, after a year, you know what? I'm going to put some money into this. And it, it exactly. warms them up over exactly. time for people that aren't as hot. Exactly. So a lot of things uh, when reaching out to potential investors, reaching out to mentors is that you may not get them on the hook the first time. In fact, it is more than likely that they will not be you know, even interested in all what you're saying. But how I look at it as you need to build your network, still make a friendly relationship to them because there's sort of this idea that uh, one of my professors at Cal State Northridge who had an exit for a $300 million uh, printing ink business, she taught me this. She said, you never know in life what you're gonna need from someone or what someone's gonna need for you. So for these potential investors, I almost look at them as, uh, no pun intended, but look at them as like a bank account. I'm gonna make a, a relationship with them, so I'm gonna be making a deposit with them. Or you know, like I'm gonna deposit in the bank account. Imagine each person's like their own bank account. I'm gonna do them a favor, I'm gonna meet them and be familiar with them. And then at some point in the future, you might need a withdrawal from them. So whether they would be an investor in what you're doing, or they can make a connection for you or do a favor for you. So it's really important for you know, your network to get, maintain a good relationship, continue building it, and look at you know, thing, everybody like a bank account. Make your deposits everywhere and you never know when you're gonna need to make your withdrawal. I love it. That's that's a, a great analogy. I love that. So yeah. you got investors, you, you're building up your mentorship board. Um, and I'm sure your buddies at the other school were getting alumni as well. How much money right. did you raise in that first round? And did you set up your, how did you do the legal documents? Walk us through the kind of that of, of getting it all set up. Right. So uh, we skipped over one important part. And the one important part was um, we actually had done a back test. So Trident Funds was initially supposed to start only as a venture capital fund. And what we did is we did a back test on, um, on startup companies. So, so for example, when I was at Cal State Northridge, um, Lime Bike, I'm sure you're familiar with Lime, the electric scooter and ride sharing program. Um, they had just been implemented at CSUN and we were one of the first universities to have Lime Bike. And they had just done their series B round. And it was, uh, I forget the valuation. I wanna say it was around 100 million, but I'm not exactly sure. So what we did is we said, okay, let's you know, set up like a mark to market now. Let's say, okay, this is the series B round. If we were to have theoretically invest in the series B round, let's see where it went. So what we did is we waited for the series C round and the Series C round was a $1 billion valuation round. So it was all around this same time that we had showed these potential investors, hey look, this is a company that was on our target list. Now they went from 100 million, and correct me, that might be not the right number for their Series B round. But for their Series C round, they were at a $1 billion valuation. And we showed our investors, hey look, you know, it's, it had increased in 
their uh, post money valuation. So this is an investment we would want to make. And we actually made one of our first investments in, was into Linebike, where we co-invested with like Google Ventures. Um, uh, Uber was also an investor in that, for example. Yeah. But um, so, so for, long story short is you need to be able to have some sort of back test, whether it's public companies, you know, you'd be able to see how the stock price performed or whether it's private companies, you could see their valuation round after round. But back testing was very important to show our investors with the strategy we implemented. I love it. That's awesome. So yeah. you, you got the, you found that great investment. Did you set up like a syndicate LLC kind of thing? Or did you set up a true general partner, limited partnership structure, kind of get more in the, in the depth right. of things? What did you actually set up in legal docs? How'd you kind of do all that? Yeah. So Trident Funds is an LLC LP structure. So the LLC is the fund manager. So it was myself and my partners and the limited partners were the investors. So the LLC is the fund manager. The LP is the fund. And um, it's probably not my place now to disclose the type of funding structure. But just speaking in generalities, the typical fund structure is a two and 20 structure. But the big asterisk is because we were currently undergrads when we had started up all of this, we actually um, had waived that 2% um, AUM fee, asset under management fee, because you know they're taking a chance on us, and uh, you know we had no you know kind of track record to be asking for money up front. Instead, we said let's get paid on our proof of you know concept on the proof of the profits. I love it. That's well, that's the same way I started my funds. By the way, I did no management fee. Um, we did a 20% carry and yeah, general partner, limited partnership structure. I love it. Um, that's great. Yeah. So, so this gets off the ground. This is Triton, the Triton fund first one, right? Yep. Um, so how did that do? Where's that gone? And now you're on to white lion capital. Tell us what happened there. Continue the story. Yeah. So we had, uh, officially launched Triton funds in April of 2018. However, it was conceived in October of 2017. So we closed the fund in October of 2018. And the reason being was we had closed our first transaction. This was one or two transactions before Lime. And this was into a, a pink sheet company. It was a half a million dollar investment. And this was a publicly traded company on the stock market. So uh, we made our first investment there. And then over the course of the next year or so until, so we had left Trident Funds in July of 2019. So over that uh, period of a, a year and like two, three months, we had closed over 20 uh, direct investments. We made three private investments, one being in Lime, one in a company called At Your Gate, which is uh, right now the only airport food delivery service that's actually still working today, even through quarantine, and then one other private company. And then the rest of the public companies, they're all publicly traded. So I can't really speak too much to that because, you know, SEC rules and things like that can't be promoting stocks but uh so we made so we had deployed the capital to those companies and then to keep a long story short we had learned this immense knowledge over the course of that year and a half from starting in October of 2017 to now the summer of 2019 my buddies were graduating UC San Diego in that summer of 2019 I had finished in December of 2018 so my buddies were all coming back to Los Angeles so we had actually, uh, all around the same time, we had co-invested with a larger private equity firm in a different transaction. 
and I got connected with them in the Los Angeles area, and they basically offered us a larger uh, commitment for funding more transactions. So it was more of that, okay, look, the opportunity's here. We did what we had to do at Trident, which was set up the full-fledged student managed investment fund. Trident funds is still running today. Those academic mentors that help out the students are still there today. Um, there are still students running it, so you could go on their website, you know, they're still doing their thing. But uh, we had transitioned from Trident Funds to White Lion Capital when we all moved back to LA in the summer of uh, 2019. Now our, our new investor is this larger PE fund, and we also have our own capital and some friends and family, but they're our primary investor. And uh, this one had a more of a, a narrow focus to make only direct investments into public companies. So that's uh, the niche that White Lion um, has now. In case any of you are noticing, I'm wearing a American Cannabis Company t-shirt. Uh, this is actually, this was our, our flagship investment for White Lion Capital. It's a seven and a half million dollar equity investment. Uh, ticker symbol is AMMJ. They're a cash flow positive cannabis consulting company. So that's, uh, that's uh, our biggest flagship investment now with White Lion. Gotcha. That's awesome, man. Well, that's yeah. okay. That makes sense. So Triton's still going now. White lines, you're full and you got the same partners, same two guys as originally, right? Yeah. Same two guys. And then we had, uh, one other guy that was added on a fourth guy. That's our partner here at white lion. And he was, he, he was basically the fourth man in at Trident fund. So he didn't come in in October, 2017. He came in in like the beginning of 2019. So, or 2018 rather. So uh, you know, he was there from the beginning and also a close friend of ours, same age and everything. So we just all clicked and having that team is so important. That, and that's a whole nother discussion in itself is putting together the right team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No one does it alone. I love that. And I, you know, I think everybody, everybody I've ever, ever interviewed on this show always talks about their team and the partners they brought on and the value of that. Um, cause yeah, no one can do this alone and you got to find people and you got to find people around you that are motivated. I love it. So talk yeah. to us about, um, so that's great for your, you know, the backstory. I love that. Tell us your advice you would give for someone maybe in your shoes a couple years earlier, right? And what, what yeah. things would you say to avoid or would you say go all in? What's kind of now looking back a little bit, right. your, your view on entrepreneurship and especially starting a fund. Sure. So I would definitely say that. There's one thing I've learned and I still feel like I haven't learned it and that is that patience is everything and nothing happens overnight and you know the overnight success story is years in the making right mm -hmm. and I remember there was a point where so although we had you know started we were conceived in like October 2017 the idea originally originated in the summer of 2017 so over the course of those months you know we weren't having the perfect progress but we put a plan in place. And that's what I would say for any investment fund or any business in general is that you need to have a business plan in place. And that's what we did with Trident Funds. Uh, we actually have a, like a, created a business plan of you know, the type of fund, the type of investments we would be making, how we would want the fund structure. And we did ask for help. And that's the most important thing I would say when starting any business is that you need help, okay? especially if you're younger, you need to get advice. You need a mentor who's going to, you know, show you the ropes, help point you in the right direction. And that's why a big part of our strategy was, you know, finding people who have experience in the investment fund space, which were all those alumni that we had reached out to, those successful alumni, 
and we asked a little bit of advice from all of them. Hey, how should we structure the fund? Hey, how should we take capital in? You know, what do you think we should do for like fund accounting? You know, all these little things that you, you, you would have no idea about, but you need to ask help. You need to have a mentor. You need to have someone help guide you in that. And that's why I actually really like that the program you're offering, and I know, so for those people, no disclosure, you didn't tell me to say this, I like the fact that you're offering something like this that's showing almost like a step-by-step -step or getting advice from people like me or other people because there, I know there are other people out there that were like me a couple years ago that wanted to start a fund and now you know, hopefully your program could, can provide all the tools and information that they need to start. So um, yeah, yeah. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, like the value of mentors, same with, that's the same, my same story too, is the value of having my dad runs a huge fund, my brother, other mentors. And that's what we've, you mentioned our mastermind group, but we have like seven people that have come on that run over a hundred million dollar funds each that come on and mentor and just give their advice and time looking back. I, I love that. Um, yeah. But, uh, and just one last thing, I really want to hone into the fact that, uh, back to what I was saying about being patient and you haven't been patient enough. So when we started in the summer of 2017 and after our first you know, email list of sending to 100 alumni, for example, and sending to 100 local investors and uh, local to our universities, you know, after that didn't work, we were definitely beat down and maybe we got one or two responses or just a handful of people who were actually interested in hearing us out. But with anything, whether it be a business or an investment fund, when you think you've waited long enough, you're like, okay, I've been doing this for six months now. I've been doing this for one year now. I've been doing this for two years now. I should be successful already. You know, this is BS. I need to switch up my career. You know, that's actually the wrong attitude. And you need to remind yourself that although, although it feels like you've been doing this for, you know, 20 plus years in this two year amount of time, that this is, this is the entrepreneur road. You know, this is, everybody is living in their own universe and going through the same thing. And there's going to be more and more time that you need to be patient before you're actually going to see the, the fruits of your own labor. I love that. I, I love that point of, of patience What you talked about of, of not, I think a lot of us, and I've done this myself, I just get noise in my head. I don't know if you get this of like, you should, you should have already worked by now or it should have been good. I've, this is like, my fund was my eighth business try. Um, wow. business try number eight, I started my fund and actually went, went pretty well. The other ones like did okay. They kind of made a little bit of money, lost money. And, um, you know, on business try six, I was like, dude, maybe I just don't got it. Like maybe, maybe this whole entrepreneurship yeah. thing just isn't for me. Right. And, and I love, this is an analogy I've, I've had mentors tell me, and I just think about this all the time is if I just feel like if I keep getting up to bat and keep swinging, I'll eventually, I'm going to hit a single, I'm going to eventually hit a double, maybe, and maybe one day I'm going to hit a home run. But, and I'm going to strike out a couple of times, but at least I'm up to bat. If I can stay alive, stay healthy, keep a, you know, low in like low leverage, not a big house and mortgage and stuff. Um, yeah. it's way better being at, at the plate swinging than sitting on the sidelines, you know, eating popcorn, watching the game. Like most people in this world, they like to the kind of the peanut peanut gallery. They mm -hmm. like to make fun. They like to poke. They like to say, well, you can never do it, but they've yeah. never actually swung a bat themselves. And, um, Right. And I, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things to that of just being patient of, Hey, Hey, wasn't that awesome? Hey, if you want to learn more about funds, I actually have the unique opportunity to sit down with a co-founder of a 20 
billion dollar family of funds for an entire hour. And he did a full training on how he launched his fund, how to find investors, how to find your niche in that space. If you're interested, go to investmentfundsecrets.com. You can hop on that training for absolutely free. Listen to him for a full hour. It's an incredible training. And that knowledge actually as a mentor helped me launch my first fund. I think you guys will really enjoy it. See you on there. Bye.